Welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all of the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We have our usual panel today. We've got Adam. What's going on, guys? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Adam Barnhart. Um, that's spelled B-A-R-N-H-A-R-D-T. And Rhiannon. Hey, guys. You can catch me on Twitter as Brooklyn Wallace and at Shot of Patron. And I'm Caleb. I'm on Twitter as at Caleb A. Borchers, Borchers, B-O-R-C-H-E-R-S. And uh, we thank you guys for interacting with us. We like talking on Twitter. Also, we want to encourage you to subscribe to us over on YouTube. That's watch.marvelnewsdesk.com. Uh, watch I'm sure someone much bigger has watch.youtube.com. So. Um, <laughs> if, you, well, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter if you're listening or not. We're recording this episode at our new recording time. Uh, it is Wednesday evening. Uh, traditionally, we've recorded on Sunday, and then I spend another hour or two editing, and then we publish it late Sunday night. And I don't see my family for about six hours. And so for all of us, it fit to move the time a little bit this summer, particularly now that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is over. So we're going to try this. We'll see if it works. Um, we will say off the top, if something really crazy, you know, if they announce a Silver Surfer movie on Friday, it's probably not making it into this podcast. So um if there's any crazy news that happens, that's the one problem of what we're doing right now is that there will be a, uh, a potential lag on news. And so we will just deal with that as it comes. But I think we'll do okay. On most weeks, the big news uh, hit before then. And, and stuff like that, like super, super huge news. Like if they announce like that Dark Hawk solo movie that we're all chomping at the bid for. You know, that's something we might probably hop on Facebook Live and do a quick. Yeah. Right, right. Something, we'll do something you know, especially if it hits on a, on a Friday or something. So that's another way you need to follow us on all platforms. Exactly. And I think once we get better about, I know it's slow but steady. I think uh, eventually we'll probably add a Friday news video as another element so that that's, we've helped fill that gap. But right. Like Adam said, you know, I mean, if, uh, if Anson Mount has some, some like heavy hitting quotes on Inhumans, we probably won't talk about that, but if there's a major film announcement or something, we'll, we'll jump on and splice it in and all that. All right, uh, the top news thing that I have today um, is we officially have a date for the Disney deal vote. So we said last week that it was really frustrating, and we wish that they would just get into a room and decide already what they're going to do about this. Seems like that's going to kind of happen. Um actually didn't write the date down. Was it July 7th? Is that right? So officially, um, on July 10th, there will be an investor meeting, and they will officially vote on whether or not they're going to take the Disney deal. So I'm assuming that Comcast is still going to try to make their offer, and that will be probably on the table by the time that vote comes. Also, the AT&T Time Warner deal will be officially through or not through the courts by that point and so um we'll be we'll know a lot more by then but on july 10th there'll be a vote that i sense is kind of the final deal like if the shareholders say yes we're doing this then it still has to go through a year of regulation or whatever but we're done uh, adam does it feel good to have that date in front of you so that 
it's that's the date that we can be nervous until and then we can know for sure what's going on well don't i mean we're we're still going to be nervous after that aren't we because it still has to get approval you know regulatory approval right i mean this is the first this is a first hurdle i mean if the 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 shareholder shareholders vote yes you know we don't have to worry about comcast swooping in you know i mean there's that part but then there's still the part with that oh no the the feds might not approve it well the thing that's really difficult about this is we have a hard time figuring out um so i'm going to talk about politics if you are a listener who gets really worried or bothered by people talking politics I really am trying to do this as fairly as I know how to how to do it. Um, some of this is how much effect the White House really has on these things. Um, there have been some people who work for the president who have said things like the president denied the ATT Time Warner deal, which seems to be impossible because the courts are the ones should be doing that, not the president. Um, but you don't know how much influence there is. The thing that we do know is that from all reports, uh, because of the president's particular connection with Rupert Murdoch, the Justice Department is far less interested in stopping this deal than the president is in maybe stopping a different deal. Um, there's debate about this. Some people think the Time Warner deal, in part, was go- the DOJ went after it because it included CNN, and the president and CNN don't have a great relationship whereas the president and Fox News do, and so the DOJ would not try to challenge a Disney-Fox uh, merger because Rupert Murdoch wants that to happen. I know that's all a bit insider politics for people, and I know that I probably come with a particular slant, and you can call me names on Twitter, but please don't. I, I just think that those things affect it. Long story short, the White House is far more favorable to the people at Fox than they are the people at Time Warner, and I think that makes a difference. Does that make sense? The one time I will be rooting for this administration. Pass <laughs> and this Adam deal. immediately goes there. I was about to say, Adam Magic. loves being called names on Twitter. Like, oh, I do. I do. I mean, <laughs> so... I, I just told you guys to follow me. And if you're going to follow me, you're going to see all sorts of this stuff. So That's true. That's okay. I, I try to keep my stream as purely Marvel as possible. Like, I almost want to unfollow, like... It's not that I don't like what they're saying, but like a Don Cheadle or a James Gunn, I'm like, come on, guys. I'm trying to keep this a comics-only place. Let's, uh, but, you know, I don't know. The politics hey man, is everywhere. You try living in Iowa for a little bit. You'll get stressed <laughs> out, true. too. Rhiannon, do you have any thoughts on the Fox deal or any of that stuff? I'm excited that it's coming to a vote. I mean... I don't know where that normally happens in the process and how far along that means we are or anything like that. But um, I mean, other than what you just explained. So I'm excited every little step towards it happening. Hopefully we'll stop all those other conversations about Comcast coming in and stuff like that. From the best I can tell, if they vote no on this deal, it also doesn't mean that Disney's out. It just means that they're going to have to go back to the negotiating table. So it is still a far way away, I think, from Comcast officially swooping, swooping in. So I don't care if they're actually out. I just want the conversations about it to be out. All right. It's time that we talk about on-screen stuff. I don't think people enjoy all that corporate stuff as much. Um, Dave Batista maybe made a really big mistake this week. He was asked about um, the fate of his character at the end of Infinity War. 
And his response was, well, I'm in, Inve- I'm in Avengers 4, and I'm going to be in Guardians 3, so don't worry about it. And um, it doesn't, I don't think, surprise any of us. But are you surprised, Rhiannon, that Bautista was so clear in what he said uh, about those things? Yeah, I was really shocked when I saw that because, I mean, for a lot of people, that's a huge spoiler. Um, I, you know, I feel like these guys are given very clear direction on what they are allowed to talk about and what they are not. So maybe... I mean, maybe it's not a big spoiler. Maybe in the next month or two, they'll announce something big on what Avengers 4 is going to be. And it's going to be obvious that, you know, that a lot of these people will be in it. Um, so, but, but yeah, it was shocking. What is up with these Guardians cast members spoiling everything? I mean, we have Batista spoiling this, then reports came out saying that Avengers 4 was actually going to be called Infinity Gauntlet until Zoe Saldana spoiled that on her Instagram. So I I don't know who's going to be next. Vin Diesel's going to say something. I did see they're, they're auctioning off his Groot jacket from the premiere. You guys see that? No. Who's Groot jacket? I, I don't know anything about this. Oh, on the red, or the purple carpet at the Infinity War premiere. Uh, Vin Diesel wore a hideous, like, white jacket with, like, fake branches sticking out of it. You'll have to search it. They're auctioning it off. I thought it was the... So you can own that now, huh? Apparently. RDJ's charity's auctioning it off. Uh, I don't know who'd want to buy it. That thing's gross. So you had already kind of mentioned this, Adam, but on top of that news, um, there was a... uh... There was a was it a jacket from the production team or something that had an Avengers Four logo that was just purple? I assume for Thanos. That doesn't I don't say too know. much. Oh, I'm thinking it's purple for Hawkeye. Mm. Why would it be purple oh. for Thanos? I mean, Hawkeye is going to be the main character, right? Yeah, Avengers Hawkeye's Revenge. Yeah. That's exactly what it's going to be called. I mean, called. it has it has those arrows in the logo too. The Avengers logo has arrows in it. I, I saw it in the... I'm sure that's purely for yeah, Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the Hawkeye-centric movie that we've all been wanting. Clint's been carrying the team on the back for, like, what, a decade now? Totally. It's about time he gets recognition. If they I can't tell had... if we're being sarcastic or not, by the way. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I mean, he was using this, but if he had been there... To fight Thanos with his exploding arrows, then I mean they would have never even needed Avengers Four. See, I was taking it to the next level so people knew the level of sarcasm. I mean, I keep thinking that I mean I think Ant Man could have been really helpful too, right? Just like shrink to a microscopic level and then go into the glove and then just expand and knock the glove off. Like, seems like that should have been possible too. I have a theory that Ant-Man is the deadliest Avenger because all he has to do is go small enough to crawl into your ear canal and then he could just like destroy your brain from the inside. It's real dark and negative yeah. and they would never go there with Ant-Man. But can you imagine, Rhiannon loves stuff crawling in her ear. 
imagine like a really tiny ant man just crawling inside there and just like pulling synapses out you know yeah yeah oddly that doesn't scare me as much as a cockroach uh, now also back on topic adam you mentioned that there have been reports now that infinity for avengers 4 was going to be called infinity gauntlet until that name was spilled by um by zoe saldana uh, which is something we had heard a long time back do you guys think that was really the title or is that maybe like a colloquial title they were using on su- excuse me on set was that almost like a working title were they calling it war and gauntlet because that was easy is it the fake name that they gave tom holland and the fear that holland would would holland it and then it was zoe saldana that didn't said like do you think there's any chance this movie's called infinity gauntlet i mean i don't I don't want it to be. I don't. I think it's too. It's too close. I mean, in the press junkets leading up, it uh, we're not going to release Avengers Four name because it's too spoilery. And every single suggestion or report I've seen so far contains zero spoilers. You know, Infinity Gauntlet's not a spoiler. Then the other ones, Avengers for, Forever, which isn't a spoiler, and then another one's Avengers Reborn, which isn't really a spoiler. I guess I'm thinking Reborn would be a spoiler. Would... What's that? Reborn would be a spoiler. Well, no more so than Drax saying he's coming back for Guardians <laughs> 3. But... Yeah. I guess I was just thinking big picture. I anticipated like Avengers 4, Professor X's revenge or debut. You know, I'm just thinking now, way too unrealistic. Said... But during the press tour, they said that folks are going to, that there's so much hype over what this name is going to be. The fans are going to be kind of disappointed. Like, that it cannot live up to the expectations. So, like, Avengers Forever would, yeah, like, not be spoilery, but. But they said Avengers Forever is close. Yeah, I don't want them to do the Too Fast, Too Furious marketing with that. Oh, but if it Avengers, Avengers forever, forever, yeah, that's gonna be everywhere. That's gonna be the hashtag. And uh. oh, but that would and that would have to have the Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, one. here's the way I'll allow it. If it's Avengers <laughs> forever, and we're like, oh, it's stupid, and we deal with it, and then they usually have the title in the end credits. Like they do the credits, they give the names, and then Avengers forever is there, and then the Avengers and ever fall off. And that four then like falls onto like a space costume and you see Reed Richards, then I will allow it. That will be totally okay. okay. Yep. No problem Agreed. by me. Agreed. The Russo said you would be disappointed. I know we're gonna get to the point where we're like, oh man, I wish it was just part one and part two. <laughs> Avengers three and four. I do I do really like I feel like they said that they want to make sure that it felt like a complete film and not just a continuation. And I do feel like infinity war felt like its own movie. Like it did not have, for me, it didn't have like an empire strikes back. Like, Oh, Hey, cliffhanger, you know, what's going to come next. Like, I felt like they did a good job of really bringing it to a close, particularly if you're just an average fan and you don't know that these, you know, that Sebastian Stan has signed up for five more movies on his contract. I think that movie did come to a good conclusion on its own. So, All right, talking about a movie that will not come to a good conclusion on its own. Um, 
Dark Phoenix got some spoilers this week. Uh, I think it all came via Reddit. It came via someone that said that they went to screenings, but their posts have been deleted now. We don't know if we can trust them or not. Uh, if you're really worried about spoilery stuff for Dark Phoenix, please let us know. You're the only person that cares about Dark Phoenix that I've ever heard of. <laughs> but other than that, uh, if you're that person, use the timestamps, jump ahead. Um, basically, the idea is there's no scrolls. Like, maybe they're scrolls, but there's nothing in the movie that says they're scrolls. They're just shape-shifting aliens. And then the other thing that I heard was there's astronauts, but the X-Men don't go to space. Uh, which we've kind of talked before, like, are they just going to hang out in orbit a little bit? Uh, we don't know if this is true. This may be totally fake. Adam, let's assume it's true. How devastatingly disappointing is this movie going to be? They took the one thing I was actually looking forward to out of it. So, I don't know. You know, I mean, they are doing, like, big, big, big reshoots, right? Uh, that's what we've heard, yeah. I, it's just hard for me to get excited for it. You know, especially after the past couple actual X-Men movies in the main continuity. Apocalypse. Um, it's just hard for me to get excited for it. You know, I, but then again, I, you know, the comics I read most are cosmic-based and space-based. And, you know, I don't mind Star Wars and, and all the space stuff. Um, so that's kind of my deal you know um so yeah if the scrolls aren't in it that's disappointing if space isn't in it that's disappointing i don't know they've done dark phoenix before so i'm not i guess i'm not really interested in that unless there's kind of a fresh spin on it you know you uh you said disappointing uh apparently the boba fett movie is going to be written by simon kinberg Talk about disappoint. I mean, already uh, lamest character in the history of Star Wars. Uh, yeah, that's right. I said it. Boba Fett's terrible. And Simon Kinberg. What are we doing? Oh, for sure. Come on. Yeah, I... Anyway, <laughs> Rhiannon, uh, are you a uh, space or bust for Dark Phoenix? Or does this really matter much to you? Uh, I, I don't have any thoughts about Dark Phoenix. No worries. I think for me, it's... For me, it's the, uh, you know, I've talked many times, like X-Men, the animated series was like the lead in for me to a lot of these comics. And in the animated series, they did, you know, they did the full gambit. Not, well, they did a full gambit, but they also <laughs> did, um, they also, but they did I got that reference. Um, full gambit and Channing Tatum. All of a sudden I'm getting, ugh. but anyways, um, uh, where was I go? Oh. But they did the whole thing. They did the Star Jammers. They did Kosar. They did like the Scott and Alex Summers backstory. They did Lalandra, the Emkron Crystal, Gladiator, the Imperial Guard. Right? Like there was, you know, Chode, I think is the name of that one character. Like just totally into the bizarreness. So yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what that is to me. And so doing Dark Phoenix without any of that stuff sounds totally unexciting. So I am not... Uh, yep. happy at all have they noticed how guardians of the galaxy has done have they noticed how people have been eating up star wars generally i mean solo was a step back but i mean infinity war like it just you know well that's our weekly complaint about fox and or sony so we've got that <laughs> off the list uh oh rihanna now this is one you will have an opinion on so 
Rosario Dawson has said that she is, um, she finished Luke Cage season two. And that as far as she knows, she's not coming back until they tell her she is like, she's not been asked to do anything else, which given the iron fist two and daredevil three are in the can suggests that she's not going to be in those Punisher is already through. She wasn't in Punisher season one. Are you disappointed at the, uh, the decrease of the clear, um, the amount of clear temple that we're going to get in these shows? I just can't imagine a full season of Iron Fist and Daredevil without Claire Temple. Like, I don't know if she's just being super good and secretive, like the anti-Batista, and just sort of like, you'll have to <laughs> You heard it here first. See. Rosario Dawson, her superhero is anti-Batista. Like, not the anti. I guess she would be what, the opposite of Batista. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but anti sounds like she runs an anti-Batista campaign. Like, she's she's pro something. Anyways. Um, anyways. I, you know, maybe she's just really good at keeping secrets. And she's like, I don't know if I'll be back after Luke Cage. Um, or if she, I mean, if she really doesn't know if she'll be back after Luke Cage, then she's not in Daredevil or, Luke, or Iron Fist. And that is just unimaginable to me. I mean, somehow Matt Murdock has to come back from the dead. And I would think, like, Claire Temple would be interested in that. Like, at least checking in on his friend. So, um, yeah, um, that's really shocking to me. Yeah. I mean, it makes, there's two ways it makes sense to me. First of all, with Nick Fury, we saw this in the movies. That Nick Fury was all over the place in Phase 1, and then they kind of have pulled back on him in Phase 2 and 3. Um, also, I think there got to a point where the, the Claire Temple ex- situations became, they felt a little ham-fisted. You know, like, oh, we've got to fit in a Claire cameo. So I'm okay with her doing less if it's more organic than what she does. The one that amazes me is Iron Fist. Because, like, Daredevil Season 2, Claire was in, but she wasn't, to me, an integral part of that show. But Iron Fist, she was a major character. She's jumping on planes and flying to fake China, you know, to go battle with him. And um, <laughs> that scene still gets me. It was clearly shot in, like, Hoboken Staten or something. Island. There was nothing remotely Chinese no, about that. It was that, filmed but, in Staten Island. Um, there you go. Staten Island. I mean, I'm sure there's Chinese restaurants in Staten Island, but that's probably about it. Uh, but, you know, and then they, like, kind of, like, foreshadowed, like, maybe a Hellcat thing, and she takes the weapon from Danny. So all that buildup for her to not be in Iron Fist Season 2 is surprising to me. Adam, are you going to be bummed if you don't see Rosario Dawson in Iron Fist 2? I'll probably be bummed, but there's probably going to end up being a lot of more things that end up bumming me out. So the Rosario Dawson bum meter is just going to keep going down and down the list. It'll start off number one and something's going to happen. I'm like, well, that's more bumming. And then it's just going to keep on. Set your expectations low and you'll never be disappointed. You know, I'm trying. That's right. I'm trying. Speaking of Adam's depression about Iron Fist season two, did you see the uh, latest set photos? Anything (laughs) interesting there for you? Same old, same old. Imagine that. No, but there was something exciting in those photos. What? Colleen's tattoo? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought was interesting, too. 
Oh, I didn't even notice that. I liked her new, uh, you can't call it costume, but I like the new, the getup. Or the uniform or the outfit she's wearing in that one picture. Yeah, there's a couple where she's she's got her sleeves rolled up and she's got the old Iron Fist tattoo on her arm. What if Colleen fights Shao yeah. um, Lao and she gets Shao yeah and she gets the tattoo on her arm? Maybe she like instead of punching a dragon, she awkward friend hugged the dragon and got the got the tattoo. In a weird anyways anyways um, yeah so maybe we'll get Shalau. I was thinking Shalau would be like, it is time for you to get your tattoo, and she's like. Uh, United States censors will not allow my chest to be bared on Netflix. Could you please put it on my arm? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. You guys, in the same breath, you guys told me to set my expectations low, then you bring up Shao Lao. I mean, what are you doing to me? This We're is torture. screwing with you, man. That's all there is to it. <laughs> you are. So this is something else I want to talk about quick with Iron Fist that I just realized the other day. It looked like we were going to get Iron Fist as patroller of Hell's Kitchen, maybe with an actual costume, like taking over for Matt. But that's hard. It's impossible to happen if Iron Fist 2 happens after Daredevil, right? Okay, so those pictures of Colleen with the tattoo, were they officially released or were they leaked? Well, I mean, if they were officially released before they officially released any Daredevil pictures, then things aren't looking too good for Hornhead in 2018 i mean yes daredevil is supposed to come out in 2018 like that's been officially announced in some capacity but maybe they're cramming for it maybe we will get one series from every defender in 2018 um but yeah if they're official my thoughts are i mean that well some of them are from FJBR Angel, which I am guessing is not Netflix publicity arm. So, <laughs> hmm. So no, they do not look official, Rhiannon. I think just for that plot element, I would almost like to see Iron Fist first, so we can see, like that seemed to be where Defenders was definitely setting us up, was like Danny as the Daredevil replacement, and then if they just totally write that off, it will be yet again evidence that. There's no rhyme or reason to these shows. There's no plan. The writers of Defenders had no idea what was coming next, and they were just making stuff up as they went. So, when did that? Uh, when did that take place in the comics? That was after the first Civil Civil War, right? Where Danny Rand put on the uh, Daredevil suit. I think it was like Secret Avengers or something of that nature. I thought Civil War wasn't T'Challa Daredevil. T'Challa was Daredevil? I've never seen that before. I did not know that. Did not just make that up. It would it would strike me that it would be a little harder for T'Challa to impersonate Matt Murdock. I mean, just a couple of clear issues. Well, he protected Hell's Kitchen. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> with Danny Rand, I mean, what I was saying, I mean, when Danny took over the mantle, though, it was in an effort for people not to think there was any difference. You know, like pe- the outsider yeah. outsiders had no idea that it was a different person behind the mask. So I, yeah, but Danny used his powers during it, so that doesn't make sense either. But I don't think Danny really uses logic all. T- or comic writers, so <laughs> true. Yeah, he's he's been 
he's impersonated Daredevil. I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't know how he could pull off Daredevil, but he's defended her. Yeah, I did not make that up. Um, there was some point, maybe when Matt Murdock was in prison, that T'Challa came and took care of Hell's Kitchen for him. Um, but Danny Rand, I think, covered there was a time that Matt Murdock had to be in court or something. Maybe when he was on trial for being... Da- or, or See, I'm getting everything mixed up. I need to go back and reread. But Matt Murdock was in court or in prison. And Danny Rand went out and appeared as Daredevil. Therefore, Matt Murdock couldn't have been Daredevil. Well, one way or the other, it'll be interesting to see if that Defender's tease ever becomes reality. If it, Particularly if Iron Fist comes out after Daredevil Season 3. So... All right, uh, last couple things we had. Uh, there's a little update on Silver and Black. Um, we had some uh, comments uh, from Gina Price Bythewood. Um, and she basically said, yep, we're still working on it. We want to get the script right before we go any further. But don't worry, it's still happening. Um, do you believe her? Or is that just a thing you say when you have a project that you're hoping will be brought back to life? Yeah, I mean, maybe she's getting paid for it. All right, that was uh, Silver and Black News <laughs> on Marvel News Desk. And uh, other than that, only other thing I had, there was an interview with Kristen Ritter. She talked about several things, but included talking about how it seems like uh, filming for Jessica Jones Season 3 will be somewhat soon. And it looks like that her and Trish will actually be for real enemies during that that season like it is not going to be easily fixed uh you know the part where she shot her mom which kind of makes sense (laughs) that should not be too easily fixed um adam are you looking forward to that dynamic jessica and trish as uh as enemies sure i thought trish had a uh one of the more interesting i think interesting is the word i want to use story arcs in season two um guess i mean they're they're not gonna make trish the big bad of season three are they i mean they don't really have we had got casting breakdowns and and things of that nature and maybe the power broker um but then you have these these quotes and reports coming out that trish might be a villain so i i guess yeah i'd love to see it um the actress is rachel taylor right I think she does a great role, um, a great job at the role. So we will see. I'm yeah, I'm just excited to. Uh, I'm drawing a total blank now. I'm gonna feel so the lawyer. Who's the lawyer again? Jerry. Oh, Jay Hogarth. Yeah. Oh, Hogarth. I don't know how I forgot that. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm more interested to see how her story continues. Um, I'm suspicious yeah. it's just going to be a heartbreaking, like, like she's going to actually act out, like, the physical destruction that her disease causes, and we're just going to be crying every time she's on screen for another season or two. So, yeah. Adam, I was also thinking with Power Breaker, or was it pa- uh, Power Broker? Wouldn't it be fun if that was who was running Colleen's street fighting ring, and he, like, escalated things to include power people? Like, I think that nice. would be a fun point of kind of yeah. connectivity on the yeah. show. So. It is review time. Uh, Rhiannon, did you get to Legion this week? 
No, no, I have not. Since we're recording on Wednesday. Yep, that's fine. I figured that may be the case. Um, all right, I will. Uh, I'll record a little review on uh, <laughs> that after this is over, so I don't spoil either of you. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think. Well, I don't. Here, I'm gonna. No, I want to do it now, but I'll do it without spoiling a thing. Um, it was really fun to see more of the side characters. We fussed last week about how there's characters that you kind of don't see all season. This week kind of makes that up. This is a very heavy episode on a couple other things. Uh, they do something with the Lenny and the sister situation that I really, really like. Um, they're making the sister... The great thing about the show is even when people die, like Lenny, they're still not dead. They still have a role. And they're doing that with the sister in a really weird and fascinating way, and I'm totally into that. And... Um, and I just really want to know what the Minotaur is at this point. There are still no solutions. And every time that that weird thing shows up, I really want to see what it is. So that's about what we would have talked about for Legion anyway. So there we go. Sorry, guys. You know, given, um, the, <laughs> given the statistics on how many people listen to our Legion podcast, I don't believe that there's just legions of Legion fans who are going to come after us for our our short reviews on that show so so my idea of the podcast where we talk about nothing about dan's blue eyes that's pretty much why i watch legion isn't that the reason you said you like jake gyllenhaal too uh, probably probably i'm consistent yep yeah rhiannon's an eye girl that's apparently what's going on like... so yeah all right let's go to our main conversation um and we wanted to well let's start this way um, we're really excited. One of our hopes and dreams over time has been to expand uh, Marvel News Desk into something bigger. Um, actually, technically, this thing that we've started is called Nerd News Desk. And Marvel News Desk is just one of the faces that we operate, you know, one of the doing business as titles that we have. But our hope is to continue to expand it. Uh, we'd like to maybe have a little family of podcasts at some time. You know, settle down, have a few podcast kids, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, it's kind of fun that we're going to have the first of those. So uh, Chris Compendio, who some of you will know from being on the show, uh, he wrote with us at MCU Exchange. He's done some things for us at Marvel News Desk. Uh, he's done some podcasting about Runaways. He does some writing for lots of other sites. He has, a, I mean, a, as big of a CV or bigger than I think any of us as far as the places that he's written. Um, he is going to start a new podcast that we are going to kind of host, and we'll talk about the technical parts of this in a minute with Adam. But the, um, the whole concept is it's going to be called AP Marvel. And the idea is to have deeper dive conversations, conversations kind of about these films and what they mean and why they're important beyond just whatever's going on in the news cycle. So, um, Adam, did you record... An AP news desk recently, or a AP uh, Marvel? I recently? did, yeah, yeah. They uh, they decided to uh, talk about Danny Rand last night, so they in- invited on the self proclaimed Iron Fist expert. I was about to say the only so Danny Rand fan fine. they knew. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the 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 one Danny Rand I've fan. I've him up in my living room. Um, That's true. So what was it like, Adam? What, 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 what's the conversation like? What can our the, listeners expect uh, from these guys, from this podcast? It is uh, very, very – it's 
if you love the MCU, if, if, if you listen to this podcast week after week, I mean, you're going to love what Chris and Izzy are doing. Um, I think it just, it was just under an hour. I think about 50, 55 minutes, just, just one topic all the way through. I mean, last night we talked about Iron Fist and we got into, you know, the, the controversy around it, surrounding it. Um, you know, after Finn Jones was cast and we kind of discussed and debated a little bit what it made the show better should um, if an a- Asian American was cast as Danny Rand or would it have made it worse and stereotypical and things like that. I know without spoiling too much, they've done other kind of deeper dives into, you know, the ramifications of Cap 2, uh, The Winter Soldier, um, and they did a pretty... Um, big one on infinity war as well i think i believe uh cooper hood is a guest on one of them i'm not sure which and i might have been misquoted but i'm pretty sure cooper is a guest so they're uh yeah it's it's chris and izzy uh they're the two main hosts and they're kind of have a rotating third seat most weeks um but yeah that's coming out we should have more info i guess chris filmed not filmed but recorded a episode zero you guys know how there's the issue zero and comics kind of doesn't really add anything to the plot but it just kind of ties up some loose ends so that should actually be available by the time this is posted on the interwebs yeah and i hope to um if everything works out right i'd like to splice in a little bit of chris just talking about what they're doing at this point in the podcast so um We'll do that right now, unless you don't hear it right now, which means I didn't get it and I didn't edit it in and we just kept talking. So, um, Adam, it's so with the RSS feeds, I know we've been knee deep in changing hosting and all this stuff. People will not get these episodes in the Marvel News Desk feed and they'll have to kind of look at find it for themselves. Is that right? Correct. So, like, like Caleb, you said earlier, you know, the there's plans for expansion and this is kind of the first leg of that so to get the ap marvel shows that is actually going to be a separate subscription um especially through itunes um i'm not sure if it's called the is it just itunes that you subscribe through podcasts or is there a separate podcast app i don't I know it's i don't listen apple to podcasts. podcasts or apple media yeah. or something i don't know so you'll have to subscribe through there, but we will also have them hosted on marvelnewsdesk.com and if we decide to go with other platforms. Yeah, it I mean when we get when we get the RSS feed set up, we'll be able to feed it in and it will go to most of your major podcast distribution services. So for those of you that don't do iProducts, you'll still be able to get it. Um also I don't know. I just said I would splice something in. We might not do that. We might. I might just drop episode zero just into the Marvel News Desk feed so that you'll get it on this, this feed. And if you have gotten that, there you go. And that's the only one we'll do that way, but we want to give those guys a good start. So. I don't know. I think you should. We don't know. I think you should force you'll the people that listen to listen. this to listen to a little bit of them. Just force it on them. Just force it. Force okay. it on the people. Rihanna down their throats. <laughs> Or Rhiannon wanted to put the sword to your throat, so stay tuned now as we give you a little bit of Chris. Um, you might remember my last appearance in the 
um, Infin- the first part of the Infinity War uh, review from Marvel News Desk. And at the end of that episode, uh, Caleb let me talk a little about my idea, uh, this concept of a podcast, which we called AP Marvel. Uh, now, the mission of this podcast is basically to create this new space away from the uh, the usual podcast shows that are about the the news cycle, about speculation, and rather, uh, we kind of want to talk about some uh, deeper concepts in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, in AP Marvel, we, we talk about the uh, thematic and story elements in the movies and television shows. Uh, we talk about the fandom itself, and we especially talk about... Uh, social and political themes that show up in the movies and television shows um of course we don't we're not we're not experts on anything we don't claim to be smarter or more knowledgeable than everyone else um but we're kind of hoping that this will uh inspire more discussion in that level in that space um so the origin for ap marvel class uh for ap marvel the podcast comes from this uh class the student talk class that uh, I created uh, called Marvel Film Media Studies. Uh, you'll probably hear that referred to as the Stuco in these um, episodes. Um, I taught this at Carnegie Mellon University, and after I graduated, I passed it on to some people. Uh, this was a class that kind of dissected the MCU, and we looked at it from different angles from the uh, filmmaking perspective. So, like, you know, why. Well, what was it in James Gunn's background that led him to direct Guardians of the Galaxy? Something like that. Um, the thematic perspective, um, tracking Tony Stark's development of the movies, for example, and the fan perspective. Uh, so my regular co-host, Izzy Seo, who is also a Marvel News Desk contributor, and Anthony Payone, uh, they both at different times inherited this class from me. So they'll be kind of joining me on this podcast so other than those two we're also looking to get some really cool guests uh from the writing podcasting and creative communities or if you upload the episode zero like title it something like infinity war we found more things to talk about and then just be like ah no we just tricked you into listening to the new podcast it is a wonderful secret that just put infinity war in the title and people listen to your podcast it is amazing how well it works so um i i guess i'll say too and if I'm not supposed to say this, you guys can tell me and we'll um, we'll uh, strike it from the pod. But we are excited about growing stuff. And so if you're smart and interesting and have good thoughts on another topic and would maybe be interested in, a, I don't know, a, a DC news desk or a Star Wars news desk or... Um, a My Little Pony news desk. I don't know. Whatever. Mm. <laughs> Adam apparently is not a brony, but uh, <laughs> like, dude, my kids, my my girls have kind of converted me. A li- we shouldn't talk about this, anyways. <laughs> um, no, now we have to talk about it if you're a convert. So, I, you know what? They care about their stories. There is a fun mythology. Look up Patton Oswalt doing his comedy bit on My Little Pony. And it's really funny. He's got a whole bit where he's like, Star Wars is my world. And I told my kids, I don't have room for your crap. Don't try to fill my mind with your stuff. I'm never going to memorize that Princess Twilight Sparkle went to a magical land. And then he goes on for 15 minutes. Just like giving the like all of the ins and outs of the My Little Pony universe. And at the end, he's like, I've got no space in that for my brain, okay? So don't try to force it on me. Nice. Anyway, if you're into whatever, um, you know, t- 
talk to us and we might tell you no and we might not be interested, but I think we're always interested in finding kind of new partners to do stuff with. Does that sound fair and right? Definitely. Fuck for sure. All right. So since we're introducing a new podcast, um, I thought we'd have a topic, a discussion of um, our podcasts and blogs ruining Marvel comic movies. So um, <laughs> this is something we've talked about a lot, what it's been like to become, I mean, I guess we're journalists. Sometimes I don't feel that way, but you know, we're press now. I was about to say, we have press passes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like we went from, I, I, I just feel like we went from being volunteers, like, Hey, we'll write for this website to like being legit people with press passes a year or two later. It seems kind of cool and amazing how that happens. But we've talked about how that's affected our experience. Um, and so let me ask it this way. We'll, we'll be as totally narcissistic about this as possible. Um, do you ever feel guilty like what we do is a detriment to people's viewing experience and not a help? Definitely. I... I... I'm worried about that. I mean, my very first article when I joined MCU Exchange was breaking that Vincent D'Onofrio was going to return as Kingpin on Daredevil Season 2. And I seriously lost sleep, like posted it and then could not read any of the comments because like, what if I ruined Daredevil Season 2 for everybody? But that's probably the most extreme case. Yeah. Now I care far less about all y'all's feelings. <laughs> now we're just looking for them. Get off clicks, lawn. So, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> Screw you guys. No, but I mean, but I mean, I, I think that's part of like moving towards, you know, like learning the lines in journalism and all of that. Like there are definitely things that I have learned that I've had access to that I have not shared even so much as like in some places because I learned from that experience and I didn't want to ruin anything else for other people. I mean, we talked about on here, the Karen page totes going to die, but which just for the record is not actually official <laughs> yeah. information. Yeah. If you didn't, didn't listen to that episode, did not that see was... that. <laughs> for those that didn't listen to that episode, that was just our speculation and it's not true. Or I don't know. I don't know about that. Like we don't. Really we don't know, know if it's true. <laughs> um, sorry, we got all off base. But um, yeah. So it's definitely changed the way I feel about stuff like that. You bring up an excellent point. Um, I dabble with ComicBook.com um, on and off, and and that's the one thing you know. I mean, as a fan. You know, in this day and age, it almost forces you to go to a showing of a movie, you know, opening night. Or it almost forces you to bench through the um, a season lickety-split because most, if not all, of these sites are going to start cranking out. the. I mean, the sites are in existence they have you know their display ad network set up the way ad revenue works is they only get paid if there's content so more content more money less problems for these big sites you know um so that it's it's a catch-22 you know now that i'm getting involved 
and with comic book journalism if we can call it that um I easily see both sides to it. Um, it's difficult, you know. As a, I mean, as a fan, even though I would probably binge through the shows and go to the movies opening night, anyways, um, you know, it is still difficult having to write an article or something where um, you have to say spoiler dies and. Iron Fist season two, or so and so kills so and so, and but even then, I mean, all these sites are spoiler tagging the headlines for the most part, so it's your own damn fault if you click on the link to read, you know. So I see both sides to it, I guess, for your initial question. Yeah, and we've talked about, um, you know, I remember writing something when we were at MCU Exchange about spoiler policy. And that we would kind of get hit both sides. If we wrote an article, the one I remember was um, when Gabriel Luna, when we saw set photos of him returning for the last episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? If we put that t- headline out as Ghost Rider returning to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., people are like, oh, you're spoiling the show, you're ruining it, you suck. But then if we had wrote that as spoiler returning to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then people are like, oh, clickbait, why don't you just put it in? And, like, people are like, I'll help you not read. It's Ghost Rider. And, like, you know, and they're, like, screaming at you that you're an idiot for creating clickbait. And you really – there were many times that we felt – this is why I'm glad that we're, we're doing this podcast thing. We're trying to do the YouTube thing, and I'm not writing those articles anymore because you could never win. What, what one person considered spoiler, the other person considered the opposite to be clickbait. And so, like, there was no way to keep people happy, you know. I feel like what we do does provide a benefit in this way. Um, when we were kids, and I say we as if we're all the same age, but, you know, when some of us were kids and other people of us were in college, you know, we <laughs> had this experience. I hate you, but I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't know if there's that big a gap. Um, but, you know, when we were younger, there was this experience that, like, you'd go to the movies, you'd see a trailer, and you'd go, oh, wow, that looks great. And then maybe you'd see a poster for it on the way out the door. And then you'd see nothing about it until it was on the marquee. And you're like, oh, hey, this new movie came out. I saw it in the newspaper. Let's go see it. Right? Like that was the fan experience was a trailer and then you go see the movie. Um, Now, like that experience has been lengthened. And it's, I don't know, I think it's fun. Like now we hear the rumors that Marvel's working on an Eternals script. And then eventually it'll become official and Kevin Feige will say it at a Comic-Con and there'll be a logo and there'll be a poster and we'll get really jazzed about it. And then we'll start to get um, announcements of the cast where it'll be like, oh, hey, they've cast so-and-so and so-and-so. And And then we get excited a little bit more. And then down the road, there'll be, um, you know, there's teaser trailers and then there's the first trailer and there's the second trailer and... There's Comic-Con experience. Like, there's all these little things. And if there wasn't this blog podcast world to make that content consumable, we wouldn't... I mean, if you're a fan of... If you're a Captain Marvel fan, you have gotten to revel in the joy of making a Captain Marvel movie for two years now, and it's not even out. Right? And so I feel like that does... I do this because I enjoy it. I like talking about these stuff. I like listening to... I listen to other podcasts and not just to get better at this one, but because 
I like talking about it and speculating about it. And that whole thing where like the anticipation of Christmas morning is better than opening the presents. Right. And so I feel like there is a service provided in doing that, you know? Definitely. I mean, when I was a kid, I would sit and read like TV guide that came in an actual magazine form. I mean, do you guys remember that? Or like the TV guide magazines? Like they were little. What's that? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. I'm not this much I older. I remember those. <laughs> Shut <laughs> a mirror. Okay. Um. So, anyways, my grandmother got like the TV guide, and I like had shows that I absolutely loved, and you know, you got to watch them that one hour, or you you know, I learned to program the VCR very early so I could watch it more than once, which my dad never understood. But and then like the only blurb you got about what might be coming the next week was whatever was in that TV guide. And it would be like three lines. I mean, just like nothing. Well, it's the log lines that you now get, like when a new episode's coming. And every now and then there would be a special episode where that TV show got like a whole paragraph in the TV guide. And I just remember like living to see, you know, like being so excited to see like what's coming up and the anticipation of it. So to live in this age where you can share that excitement with so many people and like you said, revel in it for so long. It's really awesome. Yeah, I'm with you, Caleb. And I imagine people that don't feel that aren't listening to this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I know recently I went to see a second viewing of Infinity War, and I realized how much I like going on Thursday night when there's a room full of other people who care about this and have been hyped about it and all that stuff. And, you know, the blogs and the, the social media and the podcast, like, it helps build that hype, which then builds that excitement that first night and all that stuff um since you guys have been doing this is there anything you've really regretted like was there a spoiler moment or like something that was ruined for you because you do this that you really wish hadn't been ruined i feel like um there's some stuff that i would have like iron fist i think i truly would be talking about now that i love if I had not been so immersed in all of the fandom response and all of the um, the negative publicity leading up to it and everything. Because like when I really think back to it, I'm like, I enjoyed Iron Fist when I watched it. But it's almost like you, Adam's the only person that's allowed to. Um, so I think there's some. Some of the stuff like read, you know, being so... F- knowledgeable about it somewhat does ruin the experience and to be fair real quick we've that's the most crap that we've taken from listeners is iron fist like because we reviewed it and we had two out of three panel members who were like oh i thought it was okay like that was the most stressful frustrating time of our existence as a podcast because we were like we got one or two reviews we're like well you know they're not very enlightened or they're racist or whatever and that was very not fun. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Adam. I'm not sure if I... Well, right now, I yeah, I, I kind of am spoiled with an upcoming Netflix property. Um, one of the ones coming up, I think you two know which. But yeah, it has the job, has its hazards, I guess. Um, you know, especially going up to a big thing like Infinity War, there were several 
um, DMs and PMs and people I was talking to um, that did spoil some stuff of Infinity War. Um, then at the same time, there there was probably just as much, if not DMs and PMs of stuff that people said what was going to happen didn't happen at all. Um, that would make a nice little feature to uh, clip together the things everyone said that was going to happen that didn't. Can we do that? Can we say scoops that didn't happen? I mean, are we going to talk about the rumors that we heard or the things that were, like, public? Oh, I'm just I know I, not public, I, I heard a couple of things that weren't accurate. So the things I heard, because I heard stuff too, the things I heard still could technically happen in the second movie. True. Well, yeah, I suppose. I mean, the things I heard. I don't know what oh, you man. heard. We might compare notes. We probably also heard from the same people. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to. <laughs> the one that got ruined for me yeah. was um, a little bit was Yandu's death. So remember, they sent um, they sent Yandu to Starbucks in Atlanta to try to like throw people off the scent. Oh yeah, and it was not a big deal. I'm not real angry about it, but w- there was we were all talking with some people that we know. And that photo came up, and we're like, oh, cool, Yondu filming his Infinity War stuff. And somebody yeah. said, oh, that's weird. I wonder what that's about. And I was like, the only reason you'd say that is if Yondu dies in Guardians. And I was like, oh, crap. Yondu dies in Guardians. Like, that was, <laughs> that was the good. biggest one. We had yeah. a fellow writer that ruined some of Luke Cage after it came out, but that was another issue altogether yeah, well. that could have happened with any idiot that i was talking to so that was after it came out right that was that was just as dumb as waiting two days for a war yes uh, yeah those children kept getting in the way but yeah um so yeah yondu's death is the only one where somebody who knew that he was gonna die said something about that publicity photo that i was like oh yondu's gonna die and you know you're still questioning it as it as the movie goes on. So, but uh, yeah, that's the only time I think I've been bitten by it so far. Just continuing down this very narcissistic, self-focused pattern. Um, what's been the best part of this? Like, I don't know, being reflective. Like over the last year and a half that we've done the pod, I think we've been friends the three of us for about two years now. What's been the best part? What What do you enjoy about you know like? Why do you show up every week to do a podcast that you're not getting paid to do, you know? Wait, we're not getting paid? <laughs> yeah. The checks have not just been lost <laughs> in the mail, Adam. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I think it's, you know, for me at least, we're, you know, we live in a day and age where we can talk freely about this stuff without being openly mocked. You know, I mean, I remember even even as a kid, you know, the the kind of nerd stigma around comics, and of course, it's it's still there, but it's a lot more cool now that these movies have become huge, ginormous blockbusters. Um, you know, because no one likes peer pressure. That's the best part of the job. No, it, it's being able to talk about this stuff and analyzing this stuff and having the means to do so whether it be through podcast or writing features for for a website or writing news or what have you and then people consume it and talk back at you 
Like that's, I think we're always kind of pinching ourselves when like, like now we have people responding in the live stream. Like when we get, you know, tweets or whatever, it's like, oh, wow. Like we're not actually just, we're not putting this on the internet and it just goes into some void. Like someone's actually listening to the show. So people actually leave iTunes reviews and give me a new nickname. <laughs> That's right. And all exactly. that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna, what's the best part for you? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I, dude, I went from being unemployed, sitting on my couch, just volunteering to get some writing experience at MCU Exchange to being in the Marvel press room at San Diego Comic-Con. And that was, like, in less than two years. Um, which is, I mean, for anybody that's listening, I mean, like, MCU Exchange is still out there, and they can always use good writers. I, I mean, you know, if you're not wanting to do something that we could use for Marvel News, or for Nerd News Desk, if you're just wanting to get some writing experience or whatever, they're still out there. Um, and there's lots of opportunities like that. And they can lead to real things if you want them to. I mean, I, the, I was talking to somebody that works for one of the big sites recently, and he was like, most people don't get to do what he's doing because they just assume you can't do it. But we've watched people. I mean, and that's been the cool thing, too. I mean, not just what we've done with ourselves, but we've watched. I mean, Cooper that we talk about that's on Chris's podcast he went from being a volunteer, or one of the founders, or a volunteer writer at least, at MCU Exchange, and now he works for um, C- Collider? Where is he? No, he's Screen Rant. No, he's at Screen, Screen Rant. Rant. Okay. Screen Rant. Yeah, I mean, Screen I, Rant. you know, a writer on Screen Rant covering some pretty big breaking news. Um like it's not an impossible road to go down and if you just enjoy geeking out about this stuff you can actually turn it into something and the people that i've met have been fantastic isn't that crazy that there's enough coverage of this industry that people have full-time jobs covering comic book movies Watching Iron Man, I never would have thought. I mean, it's created its own little niche industry. You know, it's insane. I mean, we're not just talking like people that get paid a little bit to type up something. There are, yeah, full-time jobs doing this. And, 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 and real journalists. That's what, you know, as I was standing in the Marvel press room, my friend turned and he's like, can you believe that we're just doing this, like, awesome thing and they actually consider us journalists? I um I've mentioned often that I really admire um the Weekly Planet uh podcast out of Australia and he's a guy that started just doing a podcast he talks about literally under a blanket in his bedroom because the blanket like sound dampened enough that he could get better audio that way you know and <laughs> literally him and his wife now that's their full-time job like they're both at home with their child and that's what they do for a living now, he's incredible. I mean, he's built a YouTube channel that's, you know, he puts up videos with millions of views and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's a different stratosphere. And he's in, insanely talented. He's very funny, very good. But that's weird that people can do that, you know, like that he was able to take the hobby and turn it to a job. For me, I think, you know, our hopes is someday 
I don't know. If, if this thing blew up, that'd be great. But I just enjoy it being a hobby that someday will be, you know, a couple extra bucks to do it. You know, like I think that's fun. But the coolest thing to me is the early access stuff. When we got to see Runaways ahead of time at a Comic-Con, you know, when we you get the press passes, so you get to be there and do that stuff. Getting to see Cloak and Dagger a few weeks early. That stuff is so fun to me. Like, and it, it's dumb. It's just like, I feel special. I get to see it before other people do, you know? And like, that's enjoyable. I, I still love that we got to interview, um, uh, we got to interview Gorgon, right? Like, it's kind of funny now given the way Inhumans worked out. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, when we were like, hi, this is uh, ABC Press. We have, uh, we have Emmy on the line for you. We're like, are you kidding me? You know, like, <laughs> Why is he talking to us? But that was pretty fun. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's a cool deal. Uh, let me ask you this final question. Uh, is this sustainable? Like, not the podcast. Hopefully we're sustainable. I mean, <laughs> as long as you guys will give me an hour every week, we can make this forever. But um, but the whole industry, you know, the blogs and the, the podcasts and the YouTube and the rampant speculation and the comic book movie media machine. Do you think this will last or 10 years from now will a lot of this have shuttered up because people will be excited about like Westerns again or something? Comic book Westerns? There's some good comic book Westerns out there. <laughs> it's true. There are yeah. East of West that might be a whole other podcast. No. series. <laughs> Not Marvel, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think, yeah, maybe it won't be comic book um i i don't know i mean people always want things and they want good entertainment and this isn't that it's comic book related it isn't that it's i mean you know darn well if you look at you know how excited we are over dark phoenix versus how excited we are over even if we go with ant-man and the wasp it's about good stories that are well told and well made so I think as long as they make good stories that that people, you know, that, that just hit that right spot, I think it can go on a long time. Um, but it would have to evolve. You know, right now, I think people need fantasy. They need stuff that's very different than the day-to-day world. But... There could be a time, I mean, I, I just, well, you guys might be too young to remember this, but I remember right after 9-11, nobody wanted a movie with violence. You know, there were movies in production that just stopped immediately because the nation as a whole had no interest in movies with giant explosions or with massive death. And so the whole mindset of the country changed. And I'm not saying we're going to have something like, you know, hopefully the nation never goes through something or the world never goes through something that catastrophic to change our mindset all at once. But, you know, the mood of people does change. But I feel like this is an industry that can change with it. Yeah, I mean, eventually someday I would guess superhero fatigue will probably set in. But comic book movies are going to be around forever. I mean, look at, I'm not sure Image Comics publishes a series that doesn't at least get option to series or TV or series or movie. Um, 
there are a lot more comics out there than just superheroes than Marvel and DC. Um, so I mean, comic book themed, or how do you say it? comic book theme movies and TV shows based from comic books are probably going to be around forever. I mean, it's just entertainment wise. I mean, it's pretty easy to adapt source material. You know, I would guess it's might be easier to adapt an existing property than writing a franchise from scratch. Um, then again, I am not a professional screenwriter. That would just be my two cents. Um, so maybe superhero fatigue is going to set in sometime down the road. Um, it, it dep- like, like Rhiannon said, it depends on the quality. You know, if, if Warner Brothers keeps cranking out really crappy, you know, if Aquaman's terrible and if Shazam's terrible, you know, people are going to be sick and tired of those movies. But on the other hand, if Aquaman's wins an Oscar if Shazam's you know the best movie of all time you know it, it depends on the quality it's I think we've learned something from Marvel where you, comic book fans want to see the colorful outfits and the crazy out of this world visual effects you know it's not the black leather costumes we want um, so if you build it they shall come that's the saying right yeah I mean I think what I don't see going away anytime soon is that right now film and TV is all about franchises and IP. I mean, there's very little that comes out that is not, you look at the summer, we've had Avengers Infinity War, Deadpool two, um, and then solo. And the next few weeks, it's going to be oceans eight, Incredibles two, Jurassic world, Ant-Man and the wasp, right? Like, I mean, All of the big movies, they're all sequels. They're all part of IP. And I don't see that changing. And comic books is the best thing for that. Because it's serialized storytelling. It's it's from the get-go been a story that has to beget another story by the nature of the genre. And I think that's really set up well. Um, It also strikes me that the thing that comics have going for them is that they create their own future creators. Right, So, like, James Gunn is the incredible director he is, in part because as a kid, he watched sci-fi movies and read comic books, right? And so, he naturally has a love for those. And so, I think the best filmmakers, and, you know, this is my comic fanboy, you know, thing. I think the best filmmakers are people that read comic books as kids. And so, of course, they're going to give deference to those things, you know, and I think that's going to naturally perpetuate itself. Um, I think that there may be, I don't know, I think the clickbaity, I've gotten to where I can't read sites that I used to two years ago, though. Like, bringing this back around to the whole podcast and media conversation, I've gotten where I'm so sick. Like, there's certain things, I'm like, I know what you're doing with that headline, I refuse to read that. Like, I'm just not going there, I'm not doing that. I think we made a, a definite choice, the three of us, to try to get into something else other than just rehashing the news because we got tired of doing that to some degree. But I don't know. I do think that there is an expiration date on you'll never guess who shows up in Teen Titans, the cartoon movie, you know, like that sort of clickbaity um, website, I think will, will die, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> um, obviously we had a very short week for um, 
being able to have uh, a mailbag. So there's not much there, but I will read um, a couple of comments from our buddy Chris on SoundCloud. Uh, we were talking about Cloak and Dagger. He, uh, he said that I'm right, which is always my favorite thing to read at the beginning of a mailbag uh, piece of information. Uh, Cloak and Dagger aren't mutants. They both had run away and were picked up by a drug ring and used to experiment some new drugs on kids. The rest of the kids died, but Cloak and Dagger didn't. Uh, and the whole thing was finding anyone selling to kids and stopping them. Um, I believe... Oh, and then he, he further... Um, oh, he was helping us. We said last week that it stabilized Scorch. And we we're like, who was Scorch? Scorch was the Chinese guy that was like Pyro. I totally forgot him on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Do you remember him now? No. Nope. All right, I remember. That was enough to help me remember. Um, anyways. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. It's just a rabbit hole I don't think we'll ever come out of. So, <laughs> um, that's basically it for the mailbag. So, uh, we are getting close. Uh, when's, Luke, when's Luke Cage oh, come out? Uh, June 22nd? Does that sound right? I'm looking at calendar to see if that's actually oh, okay. a Friday. So yeah, it'll still be a few weeks until that. So if you have good topics, I mean, obviously you can tell tonight we are in a um, bit of a topic dead zone here. So <laughs> I think we did well tonight. We wanted to give uh, Chris, Chris and uh, Izzy's new thing a, a bit of a boost and talk about it on the pod. But if you have topics you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear suggestions because, um, yeah, it's going to get real scarce once we get into like October. And there's no TV shows and no movies. So we'd love those topics. Well, we'll have we'll have Cloak and Dagger to talk about soon. Soon. June 7th? That's true. I think. So not yeah. next week, but yeah. the week yeah. after. Yeah. If we do another main conversation on Cloak and Dagger. Well, no, we'll no. But we'll have the weekly we conversation, maybe-ish. We'll see. Yeah. Yes. I, yes, I think that's definitely a plan. The biggest thing will be remembering what happened what weeks. Because the danger of us uh, spoiling yeah. that show so would we'll go see. up significantly. So. All right. This is the part of the show where I say thanks for listening to the podcast. You can interact with us lots of ways. Send us messages on Twitter at Marvel News Desk or communicate with us with our SoundCloud or MarvelNewsDesk.com posts each week. Uh, if you want to support the show, we'd love for you to give us a dollar a month over at Patreon.com slash Marvel News Desk. You'll get access to our special film MCU MCU film ranking episode, uh, as well as early access to some of the other videos that we put out. Uh, if you like us on Facebook, you can go to Facebook.com slash Marvel News Desk or subscribe to YouTube. That's watch.marvelnewsdesk.com. Uh, you can help the show be more visible to others if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes. The number one thing you can do, however, is listen and tell your friends about it. So we appreciate that. Uh, we want to say thanks to Tim Cox for our logo. You can find him on Instagram at Tim V. Cox. And thank you to Alvin for the wonderful theme music. He's on a variety of social media platforms as at the Skull School. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We hope you're all doing well, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>